0: And welcome to the Art and Science Punks podcast, where two lifelong learners talk about art, science, engineering, technology, and how we play with those things in our lives. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner.
1: Hey, I am Rob Stenzinger.
0: Up the irons, Mr. Stenzinger. Up the irons.
1: (laughs) What? Did you? Thankfully, I have context for your... For your for your statement, because I I have been a fan of Iron Maiden for many many years now, and that that's kind of like the you know the the fan
0: battle cry battle cry there yeah, you. yeah there you go. I said it at work on Friday, and um, I got some odd, strange looks from people.
1: Sure. So people then I had to like, explain. Oh, I feel uncomfortable because <laughs> this is weird to talk about. Something like that. Well, they just didn't know what I meant. Oh, sure. There's that, too.
0: Huh. I know. Shocking. I don't work with a lot of Maiden fans. You don't? I don't. I don't. Uh, But the reason, and you know, I'm sure everyone on the podcast is now staring at their podcast players the same way I got stared at at work. Um, The reason I set up the irons is we're going to talk about Iron Maiden tonight.
1: Oh, sure. And, I mean, that's also by way of uh, talking about... um, going to a concert as a family and th- then that's kind of woven in there right
0: i just think iron maiden the band is both art and science and oh, rather sure. punk like
1: <laughs> you know i think that is that we, we could easily make those different connections
0: we should have the band on
1: oh not a problem i will okay. nec- you, i will look into this <laughs> or call them yep nope
0: Thanks. they're a little busy right now though because they are touring the u.s at oh the moment. that's
1: true I guess we'll have to wait to schedule. Also, that I don't know anyone that even remotely knows the band or
0: whatever. Well, someone tweet us. I suppose who we'd knows? like to have the band on. So Six someone degrees tweet of
1: us. separation and all that. We must know someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. That's <laughs> right. In fact, we probably do.
0: So, without further ado, uh, we went. We successfully uh, went to the Maiden concert last night. Yeah. And had a blast.
1: So yeah, it's they they are a band who emphasizes um, a variety of things that that don't always in in my experience uh, typically fill the the average metal or metal like you know heavy music bands sort of style and approach where they tend to smile a lot. <laughs>
0: On stage. <laughs> they'd certainly um uh, they put and, on a fantastic show, and, and they joke and yeah, and they look like they're having fun, I mean, they look like they truly love what they're doing they they love the music, they love the energy, and they're enjoying performing,
1: yeah, and I think you know like I imagine there's a dynamic that when a when a band gets big enough to play to large crowds that there may be a little bit of like, oh, you know what, I, I, I really wanted to 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 do this thing, and now I am really recognized, and it's it and it's become a grind now that I accomplished that one goal. Now going going through it and all the 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 getting to a venue and all the work and the and the and the waiting, the prep, and the blah blah blah. I mean, I imagine like you you know, bands can really put out an affectation of being like feeling put out, right? And I, I mean, thinking back on like earlier maiden videos, like maybe there's a, I don't know, some tiny, tiny little sliver or hair of the, um, ego and where, whatever, but like, and I'm reaching right to, to really pull that. But because for the most part that they've, that's a, that's, it's a well-established thing that, that they're just really, um, Grateful, yeah, happy, fun professionals. That, on, well, I mean, there was a time when you know the the band has taken different shapes and different people have left, that and and whatnot. But for the most part, they've come back and yeah, they've continued to make things and then tour the world and and they do it in a, in a variety of different ways. Where uh, the you know most notably the 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 lead singer Bruce Dickinson, he is a airline pilot. As well as uh, a lead singer, <laughs>
0: <laughs> very multifaceted, among
1: other things, and you know, radio host for a time on the BBC, and 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 right, uh, writer, uh, uh, international uh, fencing competitor.
0: Oh, that's right! I forgot he, he does the fencing. Yeah,
1: but yeah, I mean, so literally, they they set up this uh, uh, custom plane. To help them efficiently tour the world, and that's they they cover this really well, and the in the movie that covers this tour called uh, Flight Six Six Six.
0: Yeah, and I love I love the plane. The plane is super cool, and it's of course painted with the the current tour logo and images, and mm-hmm. um, it's called Ed Force One,
1: <laughs> which
0: is just awesome. But let's um let's back up and let's talk about yeah. going to concerts and and kind of what our approach has been. And sure, well
1: let's see so we've we've started to you know go to concerts that we you know we would go to music that either of us would be interested in and and um, make a fun night of it it's it's nice to do as a cultural exchange to learn more about the things that each of us are into and whatnot and uh a, once upon a time you know before you know that was what it was like before we started before we had kids but then having kids it's like a whole new different yeah what do you do circumstance yeah
0: what do you do is I mean these venues are giant and you know it's late and I don't know there's a lot there's a lot of variables a
1: lot of logistics that don't really fit your normal day-to-day routine or the experience especially if you have a little one who is not at all aware or accustomed to the The weirdness that that can be the giant crowd and the big noises and the lights and all that kind of
0: yeah, stuff, yeah, big light shows, large mm-hmm. booms, pyrotechnics <laughs> I mean and I mean i I know every all concerts are different, but you know um maiden in particular, they really um, put Pretty on the- a, theatrical, very theatric very theatric
1: yeah, yeah, and that's uh
0: and boy, can I just say those pyrotechnics last night they were very cool, and you know we were. Not super close to the stage, but not super far away, but I think every time those pyrotechnics went off, I felt a blast of heat. Oh
1: <laughs> same here.
0: <laughs> it was just crazy. I yeah. thought it must be 300 degrees on that stage
1: I, I can't even imagine the the amount of whatever heat and difficulty that they're dealing with, yeah because I mean because of the lights and whatnot too, but then the pyrotechnics put it way over the top. Over the top. Um, because I mean, they would, uh, they would have to like slightly sunburn you. I mean, they're so, yeah, that's, that's pretty warm. Um, so the, the um, let's see, we we're talking about the bands, bringing kids. And then, uh, we experimented years ago, bringing yeah. our littlest one or we, our our oldest at the time. And, uh, to who, you know, who was our only kid, uh, yeah. to a concert and we we're like, well, how do we do this? Let's. We at least have to manage the the whole hearing protection thing.
0: Oh, absolutely! There's a lot a lot of logistics. So, our oldest, who is now seven, um, has seen Maiden twice when she was six months old, and then again when she was, I'm going to say, two and a half. Mm. Maybe was it
1: real? Okay, I guess I guess that's right, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So she was six months oh. old, and then when she was two and a half, both times um, she saw Maiden. And but for both of those shows, I think one of the things we had going for us is they were outdoor shows. Ah, uh, yeah. And that made it a little easier, I think, mm. um, than like an indoor arena show, I think, would be.
1: Yeah, I could see that because uh, there's, well, I guess we lucked out too because because of the the outdoor shows that we saw had a bit of... Um,
0: there was just space flexibility to ...flexibility
1: and space that... Yeah, they they were they were laid out well.
0: Yeah, there was just space to move around, right? Where or, if you're going to do an arena show where you've got a seat and you know 14,000 of your closest friends, they're more crunched, right? Yeah.
1: Inherently, you're yeah. you're getting like way more people in a uh, they're dense. They, yep. It's it's a dense packed in sort of arrangement. Um, often like you know through and through with inside the venue, outside the venue. Um, parking, all that kind of stuff. It's oh, not yeah. it's like benefiting from like a, a sprawl of fields and yeah. all that kind of stuff.
0: So when we went, when she was six months old, you know, that's pretty easy, right? It's, or maybe she was eight months old. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah, But she was still a baby and it's, you know, that's fairly easy to do, right? One of us strap on a carrier, put the kid in there, get mm-hmm. some really good hearing protection and, and they do, they make fantastic hearing protection mm-hmm. um, for kids just... Um, they kind of look like the big noise canceling headphones. Yeah, um, and they're very padded. They're big, but they're pretty comfortable to wear. Um, mm-hmm. Our kids have never had any troubles wearing wearing them.
1: No, I keep thinking like this might get kind of annoying, but but no, it they they're comfortable. They have these big thick pads. Yeah, that sort of uh, I can, encompass I, your ear.
0: I remember now, um, well, before we went to the concert when she was eight months old, I remember being very concerned that if she got upset or if she cried, it was going to bother people around us. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being incredibly worried about it. And then when we got there and the music started, I thought this child could scream bloody murder and the person sitting next to me won't hear it. Yeah. It was very funny, but I was really concerned about it for a while before we went. Like it was something I worried about is oh no. <laughs> and she th- loved it. She had a great time.
1: hmm And in, and so in the right context when everyone is uh I th- I think the Iron Maiden fans are tend to be pretty friendly, right? So there's sort of a Oh, a, a, absolutely. A, like, oh my gosh, you know, like look at that. This is the aw- most awesome thing. There's a baby, hey, and everyone's saying hi, yay and
0: Yes, she was very popular and everyone was incredibly friendly. And yeah, you know, you and I have seen Maiden a number of times. Let's Mm -hmm. see, four or five times, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, together. And I know you've seen them like a hundred times before that. Um, But I will say the Maiden fans are probably the nicest people I've ever, like in a giant group setting, just hands down incredibly nice people.
1: That it's, And it really sounds like pandering, like, oh, you're the best crowd or whatever. And I have no idea, like, the Maiden fans in the Art and Science Punks crew.
0: I'm sure they <laughs> all listen.
1: But then again, I mean, if we, if we you know, play this logic out, if all the Maiden fans are so great and our fans are so great that, you know, there's probably a pretty high overlap, right?
0: <laughs> I think science just proved it. That's how <laughs> science works, right?
1: This is the, uh, what was it called? Circular logic. It's... Um, Yes, it was when I, um, I bought an in- inexpensive car one time in the in the late '90s that was also in a video game, and it, it always it helped me play out the logic of, um, let's see this this car is in is in Gran Turismo. I'm in my car, therefore I'm in Gran Turismo.
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no. Same thing with the main bands. So uh-huh. they are incredible. Well, at least our experiences have been incredibly friendly kind kind hearted people.
1: Yeah, it, and and it's thankfully it continues to play out um to this to this last concert too and well, although we actually um we didn't choose to bring our kids this time.
0: No, we just we had some mom and dad time.
1: Yeah, where well, we, which was awesome. It was really awesome and and it was one of those things where in in some contexts for some some kids you you think that the the big lights can be an interesting background thing mm-hmm. with you sure. know and stimulating, but you know somehow not discordant and frustrating, what have you, but we kind of played it out where let's see where the where the kids were at, and we watched you know some some iron maiden yeah. video and experimented well, and with the new headphones, and like a lot of it was really positive and seemed like it oh absolutely it could work, but yeah,
0: I think also maiden i mean you know the Eddie character. It, I mean, visually is is scary, right? Sure, sure. I mean, I think they have some very, um, you know, a lot of skeletons and, and, you know, creepy imagery. Yep, true, true. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, I remember, Kai, um, we have, when we went to those other two concerts, we had purchased a shirt. Oh, yeah. For our eldest, and I can remember... One of the daycares asking that she not wear it because it scared <laughs> some of the kids.
1: Oh, I suppose.
0: I mean that was a long time yeah. ago, and it, you know, and we just we were like, "That's fine, you know, no problem." But uh-huh. um, yeah, because there are some. Yep, and there might have been some swords or something also on
1: the. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was the
0: there was some violence happening.
1: It was Eddie wearing, or, or it was Eddie holding the axe on the Killers album, but it wasn't like all the art. It's just like the, the classic shirt. Yeah, the classic. With Eddie and it says Iron Maiden. And, you know, since it was on a Wednesday, it just like only had Eddie. But yeah, Eddie was holding an axe. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that was. Definitely mischievous to be, you know, having that be what she wore to daycare, but you know.
0: She wanted to wear it. Yeah. You know? So... And that shirt has been handed down, and I gotta tell you, the youngest asks to wear it all the time, and I'm like, ah, I don't know what this daycare would think about that.
1: Sure. Uh, I don't know. It's been handed down and, and lent out to multiple oh, yeah. families, so I didn't realize it came back. Even. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It's in her... And she asks to wear it all the time.
1: Oh, cool. I mean, well, it's neat that it's back, but... Hmm. So okay, we were you know, doing a decision process and thinking yep. about like how yep. is this going to work and the logistics and...
0: And we practiced a little bit, right? We put mm-hmm. the headphones on. We put on some concert footage. We let them kind of experience um, what some of that was going to look like. We tried to point out, like, look at all the people.
1: Uh-huh. And we, and, and sort of processing that and talking it through, we saw that the, 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 uh, both of our kids had interest And just through our own gut and like processing the 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 situation, I mean, you and I were like, well, we probably could, you know, go for a small slice of the event if you factor in all the logistics.
0: Yeah, well, I think one of the things that we did after we did the experimenting with them is we sat down and and, we typically go to concerts, we don't look at the set list or anything like that but I
1: know typically I'm like ah, I want it to be a surprise right. no but I don't, we pulled the yeah. set
0: lists for the opening band who we definitely also wanted to see and and Maiden and kind of looked at the timing and figured like ooh it's going to be you know 9 p.m. before Maiden goes on mm-hmm. you know kind of what time of day is it going to be based on kind of what their regular schedule is and it was a weekday it was on a Friday night mm-hmm. so they were going to have had and the children would have had a full day so that factored into it as well.
1: And when it came down to it, we thought, "Okay, we could do this, but it's going to be a small slice." What if, you know, so we looked at, we, you know, we found uh, you know, other um childcare arrangements and then we like you said, we made it a, yeah. you know, a you and I night.
0: Yep. We made it a grown-up night. Yep. Which I think was a good choice. I think there was a couple times both you and I um Felt a little sad that we weren't sharing the experience as a, as a full, as a whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, I think it was about three minutes in, I can't remember what happened in the show, but I, I remember turning to you and saying, yep, one of the two pick, what well, you know, roll the dice on which one, but one of the two would be melting down right about now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And
1: that's, you know, quite possible, but yep. um, no, it was good to be able to go for the whole experience. So anyway, but the other, we had that processing and I imagine um, other folks in the audience have had that too. Yeah. Uh,
0: and the other thing that I think it was kind of fun is um the girls had requests for certain video and photos that they mm-hmm. wanted. Make sure you get video of this. Um the oldest one really wanted to see what the Eddie character looked like in this concert. Make sure you get video footage of Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um you know, um and so that kind of thing. And that was fun to kind of come back and share. And I thought it was really cool because when we shared it, um, the youngest immediate response was next time I'm going to go there. Just pointing to the video. Next time I'm going to go there. Uh,
1: Super fun. Yeah. Super cute. And we will see. And that's, uh, definitely for, for us going to be an you know, an ongoing thing. We'll, we will definitely revisit because of the, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I suppose, there's the whole the theme, the imagery, but it's like it's a big creative, it's a big thing, um, exciting festival like, yeah, experience.
0: I think the other thing that I do just want to add to the conversation is, I think the other thing that we kind of did weigh in is, um, I think both of us get anxious mm. having the kids in that large, any crowd that large of any crowd. I don't care if it's the state fair, if it's a renaissance festival, if it's, uh, you know, a basketball game or a base, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's a little nerve wracking. Anytime
1: when you're in like, it's essentially in the midst of a very thick sea of humanity. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like, well, there's us and then a lot of people and then just, you know, these little ones that, you know, that's, I, I do find that. I it's a very different thing for me to be there, you know, by myself or with just you and I than with okay, now we're here with with the little ones. Yeah. And that's that that last situation is super stressful for me.
0: Yeah. And it it really can be it can be just a lot of extra um diligence, I think on on ourselves. Um, so I think all in all, I mean, these were all different factors and different things that we took into account, made some decisions. Um, and it's been, you know, we've made, um, the choice, I think each time an event like this has come up, we've kind of waited out in a similar fashion. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we've been like, yeah, we're going to do this together as a whole family and other, you know, and then the example of maiden where the decision came down to, you know what, I think we'll um, be better served to just go on our own.
1: Yeah, that's and I I I think that process has worked has worked uh, well for us. We'll continue to to do that. That's I mean that's something that comes up on the podcast is is looking at um I mean almost exploring ways where we decide like how yeah, how to, how do, how, to ta- how do we go about thinking and tackling things?
0: How do you decide? Uh-huh. How do, how we decide, isn't that a book? It is a book. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a little bit of uh, controversy about that book too is there really? yeah i haven't read it um well it's 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 the fact it's the author that uh i can't i i'm I'm doing a bad job recalling the situation of the controversy, but i guess uh I think the author revealed that he used not the it, he wasn't always totally ethical about his research in in like the findings or the
0: did he use some of the science logic that we used earlier
1: i th- <laughs> not quite that
0: extreme oh okay
1: i don't think you'd be a professor with that kind of logic but yeah <laughs> but anyway so uh, so he he, he definitely well, was that's too bad. very famous for a few years writing for uh some big publications and whatnot. and then got kind of uh
0: that's tough man research is a tough gig cuz you got to you got to follow all the rules and you got to do it right mm-hmm. and it's hard you know you get really um passionate and interested and in invested in what you're working on you know and, and sometimes you want you, it to be right yeah well and you want it to say what you you know what you think it's going to say
1: totally motivated reasoning comes in and yeah. and then the pressures of fame too where I think that was part of it where you know he he got to a point in his career where he's like I got to keep pulling rabbits out of my hat yikes so well that's too bad yeah, my paraphrasing and stuff. I I should dig through find find some kind of link to that in the show notes too. So, but I still like the book How We Decide. There you go. Yeah. Um. So should we speaking of books and all that kind of stuff? Should we do some should picks? We do some picks. Yeah. Let's do some picks. Okay. So what? Um. Let's see. I I think I have an art pick, and you have a science pick.
0: That sounds good to me.
1: Awesome! I got it right this
0: time. Yay! <laughs>
1: Why don't you go first with your science pick?
0: Fantastic. I'm excited about my science pick tonight. And this is um, uh, news from a few weeks back now, but um, I'm still excited about it. And I wanted to talk about it a little bit on the podcast. And that is that um, NASA announced, um, I think at the end of May, um, mid to end of May, they started talking about the um, Parker Solar Probe. And this is... um, Work that's being done, they're gearing up to launch a probe next summer, um, to the sun, mm. right?
1: Wow, it's not just a metaphor,
0: let's
1: go fire it off into the sun,
0: into the sun, because
1: it, you know, I dislike this phone so much, I wanted to hurl it into yeah. the sun, or yeah, for no. instance.
0: and so it's just it's really cool and it's going to go to the sun's atmosphere, it's not, it's going to be like, oh, I forget the number, it was like four. Oh, 3.9 million miles. Um, that's says how close it will get. 3.9 million miles to the surface of the sun. Okay. So it's just going to be in the sun's atmosphere.
1: And will that destroy it? Or will it um, just they hope no. out there?
0: They hope no. Um, right? And so they're going to go into the sun's atmosphere, collect a lot of information and data, and hopefully... Um, learn a lot more. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. We'll put a link to the, um, the process in the, in the show notes. But um, it's interesting because they, they announced, they renamed it the Parker Solar Probe. It had a, kind of a generic name, but it's actually named after Dr. Eugene Parker, who um, is still living today hmm. and has done a ton of research in this area. And like the whole science behind solar flares is that's all his science and his research. Wow. Yeah. So we'll, um you know, track the Parker Solar plo- Probe, easy for me to say, um, as it uh, gets launched next summer.
1: Okay. That's, that sounds awesome. It must be made of some pretty incredible materials and whatnot to, to survive. And I wonder what kinds of things they're going to measure and I wonder if they're going to do, well, I would bet they will do some kind of photographic stuff with it as well because... In a way, it seems like by listening to podcasts like um, uh, Star Talk Radio, the the impression I get is that uh, projects tend to do a little better with uh, I don't know depart. I suppose not as the scientists that aren't probably as worried about you know if there's no no pictures it didn't happen. But like sure, but like (laughs) The the rest of us, yeah, the rest of us like tend to really get more attached. So I I don't know. Just for the benefits. So
0: I can tell you, having you know read a little bit, not a lot. um, I'm not an expert on the Parker Solar Probe yet, but the um, the spacecraft and the instruments, and I'm reading this, will be protected from the sun's heat by four and a half inch thick carbon composite shield. Whoa! And that doesn't seem like enough to me.
1: Well, four and a half inches of carbon. I mean, I bet it'd be hard to walk in that, like a suit of four and a half inch thick or whatever. Yeah. Carbon. Um, And that might be, that might make a terrible camera lens.
0: That probably, yeah. I don't know that the, hmm. I'm sure somebody's working on one though.
1: Hmm. Yeah. That's a toughie to get that close yet still be able to um, use the, you know, some kind of photographic equipment. So anyway, I, I hope so. It'll be interesting to to learn more, but uh, hmm. so that's
0: my science pick I like that yeah what do you got for art tonight
1: well for art I have a fun video and it is called the evolution of the book and uh, I found out about it by way of following a, an account on Twitter called the kid should see this and what's funny is whenever I read that I read the kids should see this but I think they don't th- it's not it's, it's a not singular plural. it's just singular yep funny
0: it's a fantastic site though there are so many great videos in that site
1: yeah they're like really amazing links solid curators of a a variety of video sources uh some of them being these ted um ted ed videos and that's what I, i believe that's who funded the creation of this one called uh like i said the evolution of the book and i just found it interesting food for thought of of like a book seems like it's such an atomical unit of human creativity, right? Sure. But really, it's like there are many jobs being done by a book. A book is like a little system. It's just it's not that oh, complex of a system, but there are more jobs than just like um, the, the like you break it down. It's it's sort of the um, there's the uh, the binding being, you know, rounded versus flat and, you know, the benefits of how like the, that makes the spine more durable and how the spine is, it has its own job. And now there was a time when spines weren't that decorated or used for, but now they're really important as far as, you know, maybe being decorated and having something that lets you know more about the book. Um, The idea of, uh, you know, indexes and table of contents all oh, that kind of sure. stuff. i mean there's just a lot of components in a book and this this is a nice overview
0: very cool well i look forward to checking it out
1: all right so that was my pick
0: i love it well i think that wraps us up for today we are the art and science punks coming to you each week with stories of art science and creativity and oftentimes our stories struggles and even successes which i think we had today um, this weekend <laughs> Um, of balancing personal passions, Iron Maiden, with work and family.
1: (laughs) Art and Science Punks has a blog at artandsciencepunks.com. And on Twitter, we are artsciencepunks.
0: You can find our podcast feed at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm or on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we'd appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thanks, and you can always tweet me at Kate Stenzinger on Twitter.
1: And I am Rob Stenzinger on Twitter.
0: Good night. That's my interpretation anyway. My opinions are my own. I'm not a doctor.